Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a Saturday, December 4th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers will be back in action coming up tomorrow. They'll kick off the five games in seven days. Tomorrow, it'll be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Flyers have seen Tampa twice this season. It'll also be uh, the beginning, like I said, of five games in seven days. Tomorrow against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time cup champs. Monday, back home again against the Colorado Avalanche. Back-to-back home games. Tomorrow night will be 6 o'clock. Monday night will be 7 o'clock. Then the Flyers are going to hit the road coming up uh, for a game on Wednesday in New Jersey against the Devils. They'll look for exact a little revenge there against uh, a division rival. And then Friday in Vegas and Saturday back-to-back again in Arizona. So all said and done, Tampa, Colorado, Devils, Vegas Golden Knights, and Arizona Coyotes, five games in seven days. Then they'll get a couple of days off before returning home to take on the New Jersey Devils. So important stretch of hockey games for the Flyers. They've had these days off to work on some systems, some different combinations. Morgan Frost moving to the wing. Kevin Hayes good to go for the game coming up tomorrow. That's great news that he played a game and he's going to follow it up by playing another game. So it's going to be a really, really busy week of hockey and a lot of fun. And hopefully, hopefully this team can end a seven-game losing skid and start to turn things around here. We're just about at the quarter pole. We are at the quarter pole of the season. Still 61 games to go. There's a lot of hockey left. And this team has gone through a tough stretch with injuries, a tough stretch with tough opponents, and a tough stretch of not playing their best hockey. And that combination leads to a seven-game losing streak and a record of 8-9-4. and four. That's why they're sitting where they're sitting. None of them are excuses. They are all reality. Uh, but this team needs to find ways to win hockey games, needs to find ways to put the puck in the net, and needs to find ways to salvage this season. We're not even at Christmas yet. So tomorrow will be yet another opportunity to do it against a very good team. You can get a win against Tampa, then you can start to build some confidence. And things can turn around quickly in hockey, uh, but they got to do the things right on the ice. They got to do things properly. Make sure the details of their game are dialed in, because if they're not, a team like Tampa, a team like Colorado, it's an unforgiving opponent, and they will make you pay. So We'll see if they can begin that process of turning things around coming up tomorrow against the Lightning. Now, in this episode, we're going to do something a little different because the Wings, the Philadelphia Wings, indoor lacrosse of the National Lacrosse League, are going to start their season tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are available at wellsfargocenterphilly.com, also at wingslax.com. And indoor lacrosse is, there's a lot of similarities with hockey, actually. And obviously, the 200 by 85, they play on the same size surface, and there's a lot of similarities in physicality to the sport and one-on-one matchups and team matchups. And in this episode, we're going to talk with Trevor Baptiste, who is a face-off specialist and midfielder for the Philadelphia Wings. Interesting story, a really good guy, and I had a chance to catch up with him in advance of the game tonight. And here's my conversation with the Philadelphia Wings' Trevor Baptiste. And joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily, now he doesn't play for the Flyers. He plays for the Wings. And they're about to start a season coming up tonight at Wells Fargo Center. And they got a Dallas team coming to town, the Panther City Lacrosse Club. It is face-off specialist midfielder Trevor Baptiste. Trevor, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Obviously, extremely excited to be on the podcast, but also excited for the game this weekend. It, you, we were just talking before we started taping that 
Uh, it's been over 600 days since you guys have played an indoor game, since the Wings have played. How much are you chopping at the bit to get out there tonight? Oh, I'm jacked up, man. And, and you know, same with the the whole team. You know, it's, uh, you know, luckily me as well as like a couple other players on the team, we've had the opportunity to play pro outdoor as well. But there's some guys who don't even play outdoor. You know, they're just playing indoor. So they haven't played, you know, team lacrosse in over 600 days. So, um, you know, training camp happened and getting the whole group together. It's just everybody's excited to get out there and and do a real game, you know, in front of real fans at a real stadium, <laughs> you know. Proper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, is, you know, playing outdoor is, is a lot different, obviously, because of the size of the space that you play on. But then also the – you know, the fans being on top of you indoor and that environment is so different. Is, is that something you feed off of in the way you play? hundred percent, you know, and I think, uh, I think in Philly, we have obviously a very passionate fan base. So, uh, you know, it's always gives you a little bit more energy knowing when you got the crowd and you can feel them and they're into the game. Uh, and then just having them on top of you, you know, I, I'm sure at the indoor games, you got the music bumping. The whole place is kind of like a party, you know, and, and you, you let that energy fuel you on the floor. Yeah, the, the environment's crazy. I love the fact that there's music playing like during the game, like to get yeah. like, pumped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When, when did you start playing lacrosse? And did you play any other sports that kind of led you to it or did it just kind of happen organically? Yeah, I started playing lacrosse in sixth grade. Um, and I basically started playing because I played football and a lot of my friends that play football with play lacrosse in the spring. They're like, Trevor, you should come out for the team. You should play. We think you'd be really good. Um, I had no idea what lacrosse even was. Like, I didn't know what it was yeah. at all. And then I was like, yeah, you know, like, these are my friends. I, I want to go play with them. So uh, tried out or signed up for the team. I was terrible when I started. Obviously, really raw. I didn't have a lot of stick skills. But um, it was something that was always fun for me. Um, and, you know, the challenge – I really embrace the challenge of getting good and, and being able to get a little bit better each week, each day. Um, and it put too much pressure on myself with it when I first started. Um, and then I just kept getting better and better. And then eventually it just led to this. Well, well, like when did that become your number one sport? Did that take a while to, for it to usurp football? Cause that, you know, your yeah. number one, it all of a sudden you go, okay, I got to really concentrate on this. Cause maybe I can do something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would probably say like sophomore year of high school. Wow, so, quick. Um, yeah, yeah. So I remember in eighth grade, I got pretty good, and I was like, "This is this is fun." Like, you know, I was like, I, yeah. can, "I can do this. I can stick with this." Um, and you know, like I said, I played football. I actually swam competitively too. I swam. I did like the whole junior Olympics, nationals, all that stuff, and um, you know, the swim seasons in the winter football's in the fall and then lacrosse is in the spring and swimming was always really serious. Like it was always, you know, you gotta put a ton of hours in, you gotta train hard. Um, and then I'd finish that season and then play lacrosse. It'd always be so much fun. You know, <laughs> I would always have fun with my friends and, and, uh, I was getting better. And then around my sophomore year, I was like, I could, I could do this for, for a while. You know, I could really stick with this. With football, you, with swimming, it's an individual sport as part uh -huh. of a team. And football is obviously, you know, 11 guys on each side of the ball, and you all got to be in perfect unison. In lacrosse, though, it's a team sport, but there's individual elements to it where you can dominate. Did, did you really kind of relish that part of it? 
Hundred percent, yeah. I think, and, and I think like that's why faceoffs was such a great role for me yeah. because um, there is a little bit more of that individual aspect of it, um, and just more of that head-to-head competition um, that I really thrived on in swimming, like you said. Um, but you know, there's nothing like being on a great team and just all the camaraderie and, and wanting to do it for the guy next to you. That's something that. Uh, I really like about sports in general, and and I'm and definitely miss that in individual sports. You know, we, we talk about faceoffs in hockey all the time because they're so determinative of possession. Same thing in lacrosse, and possession in lacrosse in hockey is king. When, like, first of all, what's the secret to being a good faceoff man? There's got to be reaction, quick twitch. There's got to be power. There's got to be, you know, a plan going in. What, what, you know, how would you kind of determine? or kind of articulate what the the key aspects to being a great face-off guy. I mean, I saw you, what you did as a freshman in college. It's absurd. Yeah. Just dominate. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you hit a lot of the the keys, right? Like speed, power. Um, But, you know, I think one that a lot of people don't talk about is it's very mental. Like the mental side of facing off is, is key. So, right, you're talking about a position that's, or, a situation that's all dependent on milliseconds, hundreds of a second, right? So yeah. you got to make sure that you're ready to go mentally before you even step up out there. Um, and and knowing that is just being able to control your emotions, right? So, you know, face-off, especially any part of the game, like one face-off can mean so much, uh, whether that's overtime or, you know, a couple seconds left, uh, you know, starting the half. Uh, so you just got to be able to manage all those emotions and kind of put them to the side and just think logically of the situation. Um, and then also know that the most important face-off is the next one, right? So it's really easy when you're in a binary position, right? Like with face-offs, it's easy to be like, okay, did I win or lose other parts of the field? You know, you could, you know, maybe not, you didn't score a goal, but you clear through and you opened up space for somebody else to clear it to score a goal or you know you had a great second assist third assist you know sometimes in facing off it could just be like oh i just lost you know or oh i won so it's hard to pull a lot of away from that so with that you could either be on your high horse or you can be down in the dumps and you don't want to let that get to you mentally you just want to stay very even keeled and uh just go out and get the next one do you talk any shit before a face-off sometimes? To, to that? Like, like, like you want to beat them mentally before you even get down and the ref places the ball. Um, you know, I don't, I don't because, um, you know, because you know, I you're would good say like, it. yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, uh, you know, you don't, you never want to give anybody any more uh, extra motivation. You know, extra motivation. I think uh, at this level everybody's proven that they can play at the highest level. So, you know, most guys don't get intimidated too much, you know, or, yeah. or they're, I'm going to intimidate them more by saying something, you know, I just got to let the, gotta let the game speak for itself. Uh, you know, you played in college, you played D1, you know, what was that experience like for you? Because, you know, D1 lacrosse, I mean, it's, you're of Haitian descent. You grew up in, I guess you grew up in Jersey. Yeah. And Jersey's not the lacrosse hotbed, like Maryland is and some of the other areas, but you know, you, you go play four years at D one. What was that like? Oh, it was great. You know, I got the opportunity to play university of Denver. First time I went out to Denver was 
on my recruiting visit. Uh, um, and I was supposed to go to division one, you know, I was committed to a division three school, you know, back then, uh, there weren't many recruiting rules in lacrosse. So, uh, you know, guys are committed to top division one schools are committing as freshmen, sophomores in high school. Yeah. Um, so I committed to division three school. Like I said, I didn't get very serious till sophomore year. So, I was like, I'm missing the boat on this. I'm going to go D3. I, I, I like the school. Uh, then Denver call, called me like March of my senior year, which was like out of the blue. I was like surprised. I'm sure you guys got the right guy. And they're like, yeah, I want you to come out. Uh, I want you to come in next season. Like no red shirt, no PG. And I was like, all right, yeah, like let's do it. Um, and it was just kind of like a whirlwind, you know, like, like – I step on campus. I don't, I'm not even sure if I necessarily belong there, you know, or that I can fit in or that I'm good enough, you know, I just kind of got through into thrown into it. Um, but, you know, being able to handle all that is, is a testament that I had great teammates and, and a great coach, a legendary coach of Bill Tierney, you know, probably the best ever do it. And coach Brown, and coach Orson at the time, like I had so many people that have my back and were able to, help me progress as a player. So you go and you, you absolutely dominate faceoffs in your freshman year. Uh, you know, you're probably a little freaked out by that in a way going, okay, I was going to go play D three and yeah. like your life, like the, the route of your life pivots on a dime. You get that phone call in March of your senior year. Now you're going to Denver. Now you're playing D one and it's led to all these other opportunities in life. It's it kind of freaky how, you know, that one phone call changed so much in your path. hundred percent, you know, and like you said, yeah, we ended up doing well at the face-off X, win the national championship. Like, won the national championship, like, probably a couple days. Uh, like, I, I, it was like a year after I committed to Denver. So I found out I was going to Denver a year later. We're winning the national championship at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, almost That's like crazy. to the day. Yeah, know? how about it's at Lincoln Financial uh, Field, too? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Philly, Philly's been great to me. Philly's been great to yeah. me for in a lot of ways. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. I remember my uh, my rookie or freshman season. You know, I was always doing well in fall ball and preseason. But you know, I think I was supposed to go do what? I'm a freshman. We we got upperclassmen at the position. I was always doing well, but I was like, you know, like I I think I'm going to get some time. Like I think I definitely earned the right to get some time. Uh, but I probably won't start, you know, like they're, they're going to go with someone with more experience. You know, I'm still learning. I remember we're playing Duke in the first game and they didn't tell us who was going to start. They never told us until right before the game, uh, coach Orson comes up to, you know, all the faceoff guys. And he's like, yeah, we're just going to start with Trev today. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, you know, really? <laughs> like, I'm going into my first division one game ever. We're going against Duke. And I'm starting. I was like, all right, well, this is it. And Let's go. <laughs> it was probably the best situation, the fact that they did that, because didn't have time to get nervous, didn't have time to think about it. And I was like, if I can do well in this game, my first game, then I could play. I could play the whole season. I could I'm ready for the big moments, you know? Yeah. That's all that's a cool story. And you don't have time yeah. to think about it. You got time to just fall back on all the all the work you put it on all over on in all of those years. Uh, the team will be back in action tonight at the Wells Fargo Center and the crowd will be pumping. The whole thing will be going on and the indoor game and you got a whole season in front of you. How do you guys look as a team? 
we're gonna be we're gonna be a great team. We're gonna be a great team. We're gonna be really fun to watch. We've made a lot of off season moves in the six hundred day off season. <laughs> so we got, yeah, so we got uh, a lot of firepower at offense. We got a lot of veteran D guys. We got a lot of speed, um, and and we all really like each other too. You know, we we got a really we got a really good group. Um, and I'm excited, but uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm excited for the season. Oh, that's awesome. It, and yeah. it probably felt like this day would never come, did it? I know. Yeah. It's, like our world's uh, so, so twisted with this, right? It's right. like, oh, variant, this and that. And you're going, oh, man, are we, got, are we ever going to have indoor games again? You start, like, questioning those things. But now, right. like, knocking on the door tonight, it's there. Right. Yeah. And we got a great crowd, you know, and – uh and like you said, you know, I think so many things in this world have been taken away or, you know, the opportunity to do so many things and, and the question of if anything's going to come back. So just lets you give a little bit more, a little bit more juice, a little bit more energy, knowing that, you know, it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. yeah and just enjoy it. It's going to be a fun, entertaining night. The games are always awesome. The PA announcer is spectacular. He's yours truly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'm looking forward to tonight. I know you are. I know the team is. I know the fans are. It's going to be awesome. Trevor, thanks so much for doing this. Best of luck tonight. Best of luck this season. And we got to talk again soon, man. You're awesome. Yeah, likewise. I appreciate it, man. We'll see you, we'll see you this week on Saturday. Thanks to Trevor for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. I'll be at the game tonight. I'm the PA announcer. And the Wings tonight are going to take on a Dallas team. We always hate Dallas teams. How about the Panther City Lacrosse Club? They are from Fort Worth, Texas, and that'll be the opening game of the 2021-22 season for the Philadelphia Wings. So if you're looking for some good entertainment tonight at Wells Fargo, that's a great opportunity to go watch the Wings tonight play the Panther City Lacrosse Club. That's going to do it for this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll bring you a brand new one tomorrow, a game day edition, as the Flyers will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy your Saturday, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's brand new Flyers Daily.